coming to you from thefightsite.com. It's the best damn jujitsu podcast ever. Say os again. Os. Welcome, everybody, to somehow another edition of the Say Os Again podcast. Os. Once again, it's your host, Matt, uh, back from our uh, little vacation here. And today I'm joined by two very special guests. Uh, currently, he is undefeated in the MMA space, a 1 and 0 fighter, 5'11. <laughs> from. Some place in Long Island. <laughs> Marcelo Garcia, purple, really probably should be a brown belt. Ben Cohn. How are you, Ben? 5'11". Uh, uh, <laughs> um, I'm good. I'm good. I'm doing good. Just, uh, uh, you know, enjoying myself. And along with him, we have another undefeated MMA fighter. Yeah. Sli- sli- slightly bigger than Ben. Slightly. <laughs> Six thirty surely five eleven. Actually five eleven Tommy. <laughs> I'm actually about six three and two forty, but I, I lost both my kickboxing fights, so <laughs> I also want to point out that my recent record is better than Dylan Vanis's. Well, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Tommy, last record. time you got beat up by a bouncer. Never, actually. All the bouncers that <laughs> I mean I've my, my grappling record's pretty fucking decent. Uh it's just uh, you know, getting punched in the face that I'm bad at. <laughs> Listen, it's okay. Your record's still better than mine against Ben. Uh, but today True. we're gonna have a little uh, special episode. Uh, we're gonna we've been gone for a little bit uh, for some undisclosed reasons, but we want to get into uh, just how Ben's MMA fight went for those who didn't see it. Uh, we want to talk about what the training process was like, how it was like being his corner man, me being on camera, and then uh, probably watch the fight. So uh, Ben. How does it feel being an undefeated 1-0 amateur fighter who is tweeted by Caposa? <laughs> Good. First of all, great point, because that was actually super surreal for me to see Caposa tweeting about me. He does literally watch all of the MMA. <sighs> Sorry, my wife. Um, she was asking about our son, some whatever. Anyway, uh, yeah, that was surreal. It really was. Uh, I... I have to say that my like ever since then it's been it was an exhilarating experience it still is um i'm kind of excited to do another one because of it yeah. um just the way it happened and however thing went down i think i can improve upon things that i did both in training and in the cage sure. and i'd like another i would like to drop to actually 55 and also fight someone maybe who is a little bit closer to my actual size hopefully um but yeah i i, I had a, i loved it Every, everything about the uh, fight itself was pretty awesome. Um, yeah. In terms of what do you mean? Deal. He was fifty. It's not like he missed weight or anything. <laughs> this was a catch weight for one sixty, but he somehow was able to weigh in one sixty one point six. So, well, you know, welcome to the amateurs. Mm-hmm. But I will say, you know, I, I think that uh, 
even given the the myriad combat sports experience of the fightside.com staff and the fact that honestly i think as as a group we probably have more genuine combat sports experience than any other uh, outlet i think you are the only person who's done an actual mma fight on staff that i can think of didn't ryan do some fights i i know or I was it only more time I, I think maybe kickboxing I know he kickboxed or did Muay Thai. I don't remember which one. Yeah, I think it was I think it was some some form of kickboxing, but not MMA. I think you you may be the only one who's ever done an MMA fight. Aside from Zach. Well, of course. Oh, yeah. Obviously. <laughs> uh, I didn't, Special case. I didn't think that. I didn't even think about that. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, That's I awesome. mean, I mean, we've got a lot of us who have competed in, in grappling or or striking in various ways, but uh yeah, I think you're. Uh, I think you're the only one, other than obviously Zach fucking Mikoski, <laughs> who's done. Uh, I felt the need to point that. Who's done? No, no. Well, you know, I just I, I think of Zach as like being a, a step above us, right? Like being yeah. a contributor. But yeah. um, you know, we're all amateurs, and he's obviously uh, who he is. So, uh, um, but no, I mean, I was I was very impressed that you did it, and I was very impressed that you won against an opponent who was uh, certainly well prepared. Uh, have you seen the video and? You know, not uh, not somebody who uh, just anybody would beat. Not not some bum off the street. Appreciate that. What can you? Uh, what what was the training process like for you, Ben? Because I know you had um, you know mostly done grappling stuff before that. Like, how did you get into striking? How did you kind of figure out how to how to combine your striking and your grappling for uh, for MMA and in really a relatively short period of time? So it's it's so um, as Matt will tell you about. I started um, at Brooklyn MMA about six months or so before the actual fight, roughly. Um, and maybe a little bit, maybe more, like January, I think, around that time. And uh, it was um, kind of just a decision I made, on, not on a whim, but I kind of wanted to just see, like, hey, I'm turning 30, and I want to see if I can actually do this. So I said, let me sign up for an MMA gym <clears throat> and see how I feel. Um, I've done some sparring and stuff like that here and there couple months of striking randomly at a gym once but um for the most part i really didn't do too much um striking so when it came to um what the fuck are you doing matt <laughs> ryan is not 32 jesus christ listen uh we looked at tapology there's a uh a, a canadian ryan wagner who fought mma so <laughs> that's funny actually but... might be 32 in canadian years <laughs> I think he's younger than me. That, of, that, of that, I'm pretty sure. Um, and um, so when I signed up, like, I kind of, like, knew how I struck before, which is, like, I always kind of thought, like, I got to keep myself safe. I don't want to take damage. I know I'm not supposed to take damage. I'm not an idiot. I don't like getting hit. And so when I was first like, training at the gym, I was kind of doing that also in sparring. And um, I did, actually couldn't blend my striking at all with my grappling. Like, there was no, like, like and, and, and there was no connective tissue there. And um, I think I think Ed told me um, after the fight that he was like, or or yeah, right right after the fight or right before the fight, he's like, I was actually really really worried about you watching your early footage because it was it was very concerning watching you spar. Um, I I was too. Yeah. Um, For what it's worth. Yeah. So because because it was bad. It was. It's really well, bad. just because you looked really stiff. I mean, you yeah. looked like somebody who was just learning to strike, which you were. Um, but, you know, I, I think you probably have a little more athleticism than maybe you give yourself credit for because you um, you looked a lot 
I, I wouldn't say natural because I mean, look, it was your first fight. You were tight, but like you, you did look like you knew what you were doing and like you, you knew what you wanted to do. Maybe it's the best way to put it in your fight. Like it didn't look like you were just doing random shit. Like it was right. intentional. Yeah. Um, so the, so if, um, I'll skip ahead really quickly. In the first round, I was just so nervous, and we'll get to that part. Of course. Uh, I was just freaked out. So I kind of like all the striking training just legit went out the window in that first round. In the second round, I actually feel good about how I fought on the feet just because I used tools that I worked on and wanted to. Yeah. Um, the front kick and the high kick were something that like, I wanted to. Um, the high kick to the takedown was kind of something that I did on the fly, but it was part of it was something I was really proud of, at least because like yeah, I it was great. Thought of it. I thought that was one of the uh, the slickest moments in the fight for you, for sure. Bagoff esque. Yeah, yeah that, <laughs> that's actually so. It was Ed Gallo's article that made me think of it, and I thought of it in the fight. I'm like, oh shit, do this, and then I shot the takedown. That's why it was like a small pause right off the the head kick. Um, but anyway, um, so during the training and I, I, the whole, I would say first two months that I was there, like my cardio wasn't good compared to what the other fighters were pulling off. Like the, the amount of intense, the, the intensity and, and, and the longevity of their gas tanks is something I just hadn't, I just didn't have or need to have ever before yeah. because jujitsu is such a different pace. Um, Can I make a point about that though? Because sure. I didn't see that in the fight. And, and I think there's a reason for that because a lot of that pace in the gym uh, in terms of striking comes from familiarity and relaxation, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so they're relaxed when they're sparring, they're relaxed when they're doing drills and pad work and whatnot, because, you know, they're fighters, they're used to it. But the thing is, a lot of that actually gets evened out when you get in the cage, because everybody's nervous, and everybody's freaking out, unless you've had, like, 30 fights. So even if somebody may have much better cardio in the gym because they're so relaxed, once they get in the cage, if they're super, super tense, like, are they really going to have that much better cardio than you? Like... Uh, maybe a little, but probably not to the extent that they would would in in the gym. Right. So, but so when I so early on when I when I was there, I was kind of just like, maybe this isn't for me. I didn't like getting hit. It wasn't going away. Um, I couldn't really keep up cardio wise, both with yeah. the workouts themselves and in the actual sparring rounds. Yeah. And even when we get to the grappling situations, like my, 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 my hands were burning out. The gloves were really, really uncomfortable and weird yeah. to work with. It's just such a different experience. And nobody was trying to engage with me on the ground unless it was strictly jujitsu. Sure. But like whenever it was MMA grappling, everyone just wanted to go away. They wanted to get the hell away from me. So um, it's over there. Uh, it's over there. Uh, sorry, one second. It's over there on the counter. It's, a, it's, in, the, it's in the pill bottle. Um, and so, sorry. And the, um, so the first couple months I was just questioning myself constantly saying like, yeah. do you really want to do this? You're probably just going to get hurt. This isn't for you. It's not getting better. And then like at like the three month mark is when things start to kind of come together. Um, I started to, you know, things start to click more. I start to be able to like do the things that you guys were telling me and, my coach was telling me, and and when I started going to Zach's gym, same thing with Zach. The, the amount of resources that I had to pull from is something that most amateur fighters really just won't. A, a good team, great sparring partners, a professional yeah. fighter who fought at the highest levels, yep. who also was running Absolutely. an MMA program that I was able to go spar at his gym with other amateur fighters and some pro fighters. 
and I have the best analysts backing me up. And just, it, it, it's it's such an amazing pool of resources that I had to choose from. So it helped me get better so much quicker than most people probably would. Um, and again, my, I guess my own level of analysis, analytical ability and, and knowledge of the sport also helps because I, I know what works. And I was kind of trying yeah. to work that into my personality and my stuff. Yeah, it's really interesting. You know, there, there are certainly fighters who are, you know, they come in, they train hard, but they're not very analytical about their own games. They mostly just listen to their coaches. But I, I don't think you see many of those guys get to a really, really high level. I think generally speaking, the fighters who do really well are the ones who can analyze their own games and, and kind of do it on the fly to an extent. I mean, look, this is all subconscious, right? Like you can't you can't think consciously in a fight about uh, about your reactions to things, about what the other guy's doing. Um, but I do think the people generally with a more analytical mindset who who come home after training thinking like, you know, when he does X, I should have done Y, et cetera, are really the guys who uh, who improve the the fastest and who do the best. Uh, a coach can substitute for that, but it, it it does definitely help if you have that analytical mindset yourself. So, you know, I'm not surprised that uh, you you did something like um, <laughs> think of a of a fight side article in the midst of a fight and then you know throw a high kick into a double leg. <laughs> a failed double leg because that mat was so fucking slippery by that point. I, we both, I slipped on the shot and he slipped on the sprawl. So I ended up getting the double leg anyway, but just from a grappling spot instead of the shot. I couldn't get on his hips because I just slipped so badly. Um, but yeah, like, and then it was once I once things started to really click for me, um, it, it got really good. Like my my cardio was coming was coming along really nicely. Like I could just go and go and go. Um, the weight was coming off really nicely. Yeah. I got yeah. I got down to 170 or below 170 uh, at points, and then you guys actually told me like beef up a little bit. You don't want to be too light. Um, so uh, I and then like uh, this is obviously personal information, but I'm okay with sharing it now because like it is something that I'm okay with now. Um, I, we were really close to the fight, and my wife unfortunately had a miscarriage, um, and that really really messed with me. Um, obviously and it was um and then i just decided to do the dumbest possible thing ever which is just go in and get my ass whooped and by going and get my ass whooped i mean i just wanted to to fight like oh i fight like matt i wanted to be matt for like five minutes um just and just young heavy lies the crown yeah <laughs> young and incredibly stupid exactly it's like and, hard to really <laughs> overstate the stupidity <laughs> Tommy, you did see how me and Paulson I, I spar bed now with striking. It's very frustrating because Matt Matt was really not expecting me to be better. I, I, know, I knew you would be better. I was just like, fuck it, nails throw harder. Just leg kicks, man. Just don't don't agree to just box a meathead. Like always, kickbox a meathead. I'm not a meathead. I'm a meathead. You, you're right. obviously a fucking meathead. If we meathead. do leg then, kicks, that's fucked. Yeah, just oh, my if, you can, so if you can leg kick him, if you can knee him in the liver, like. Well, the problem with me sparring Ben is, like, Ben's so much better on the inside, and the only thing I have is, like, I'm long as shit. So I just try to jab him in the face, and then I'll get annoyed, and I'll just start trying to cross him to the face. And then I miss because I'm looking at the target. And I don't know how to strike, and I'm just like, fuck it. I fought Tornike. I mean, I sparred Tornike. What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> So Ben, in the uh, in the fight itself, um, what what were your thoughts? I mean, did you feel 
were you bothered by any shots? Were you feeling gassed? Like what, uh, what was kind of your experience of the fight itself? Uh, well, the fight itself, like once, once the, um, so I had kind of a similar experience to what I usually have in jiu-jitsu tournaments where my first matches, or at least the first couple of minutes of every matches, I'm extremely stiff and nervous and afraid, really. It was just amplified times a thousand. That was really the main difference. Um, yeah. So, so I, I get that entire, I have a yeah. slow starter myself. Matt, Matt was in the car with me on the way there with, with Rissy. <laughs> you, you want to give it from your perspective? It was, it was terrifying. I mean, I'm the, I'm kind of the opposite of Ben of like, I, I start real fast. Um, but like the car ride there, it was just, it was a nightmare. Just, I, I could feel the stress coming from both of them. And I'm just trying to be relaxed in the back, having a good time. But I mean, I, once we got into the, the arena, I was starting to get a little bit stressed. So I can't imagine what Ben was going through. I was trying to stay calm for his sake. Uh, cause I knew he needed it, but not, I mean, it was, it was stressful for everyone involved. I imagine stepping in the cage, or I hope to imagine soon stepping in the cage like that. It was, it was, yeah, it was super stressful. Uh, there was only like one moment, like at the actual arena, where I was relaxed, and that was when I went to the bathroom um, after like putting on my shorts for like the first time, really. And I realized that because I'd lost so much weight for the fight, they didn't fit me anymore. So they were really, really big, and I had to tie them really, really fucking tight with the string. And all I was thinking was like, what if I get, what if my pants get pulled down in the middle of the fight? <laughs> and then I just wag my, I wag my dick basically, and I'm like, I guess I know what I'm doing if it happens in the fight. <laughs> and that just made me crack up, and it made me chilled out for for 45 minutes. So it's but Tommy and Matt, yeah, uh, Rissy's here. What? Rissy enjoyed my company at the fights for sure, <laughs> <laughs> especially afterwards. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Get out of here. Um, what do you call it? So, ask um, Rissy your favorite Matt moment during the fights. Ask Rissy your favorite. Was it all the one I, where you? All I heard, Matt. All I heard was somebody really wants to have sex with you. <laughs> that was That's before the podcast, Chris. <laughs> all right. Oh my God. I'm not editing that out. I'm not editing that out. Wait, we, we, we edit? I actually surprisingly do. We I edited edit. out a lot of stuff in our, in our episodes. Um, I don't know. Anyway. I'm usually so you, fucked up for these. DM your, your guesses to who wants to fuck me, though, to Ryan Wagner. <laughs> uh, I think it's Ryan A. Wagner Karate or something. He's our, uh, our publicist. So. I, I, think still there? I think it's Ryan no, A. Wagner. Oh, ran away. Oh. Uh, Rissy loved me during the fight. I mean, after the fight. the fight. I you was great. Oh, because you thought somebody was starting with her. So you were about to jump in the apron. You want to say that again to the microphone? I, I, mean, I, I, that. I appreciate that, actually. Night of unplugging her phone. Like if somebody, if I thought somebody was going to fuck with my wife, I would hope one of my corner men would, uh, you know, great. handle things. <laughs> Thank I God I didn't notice. He literally got out of his chair and started to turn around to go. Then he realized that was not the fight it was. I just heard someone was like, fuck it. I guess I'm fighting Ben's wife. Fucking attack her. <laughs> anyway. So, I mean, that uh, guy probably doesn't know jujitsu. So. No. Oh, my God. I almost got into it with one of the cornermen. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get to there. We'll get to there. We'll get to there. Oh, man. Okay. So, so we're getting to the fight, and I'm getting more and more nervous. I have nowhere to warm up. 
My opponent is standing right there. They told them. I'm staring us down. He's staring the fuck out of me. Staring the fuck out of me. Then on top of that, the fun part is, is that they gave him like a whole square, like rectangle area to warm up. And me, they give like the corner of one of the corners of a, like a, it's so bad. We went outside to the bar. Well, almost. And then, no, then they made us go back in. They said, we can't warm up there. That was the worst part. I was like, well, we have some space. We'll warm up by the bar. Yeah, it's a two-drink minimum. So. It was so ridiculous. Then oh, I had they told us years. no. They told us no shin guards. Yeah, there were supposed to be shin guards for every single MMA I, fight. No, so you I don't want shin guards. That's good for you. Well, the thing is, we were told there would be shin guards, and every other fight on the card had shin guards. But his request was no shin guards. Yeah. And he was allowed to miss weight. <laughs> That's worse than no shin guards. Right. So then, fine. I was also, before I asked, can I go step in the cage? Because I'm like, this cage is way smaller than the cage they used last time. Yeah. So I wanted to, and they didn't let me. But was they it, let was it else. a canvas floor, or was it a uh, slick vinyl floor? Slick vinyl. Ugh, that sucks. Yeah. Um, so the so I get to start walking down to the cage. At that point, I'm like, numb. I, I'm completely numb. Sure. I get in there, they're like... Can we talk about the music selection? Oh, God. Uh, So I chose Ladies and Gentlemen by Saliva because it's new metal and fuck it. It's MMA. Might as well go. I might as well experience the culture. (laughs) This isn't wrong. (laughs) Yeah, let's go to Gatlinburg. I would love to discover their culture. Wait, but then we decided on the way there to change it to Party in the USA by Miley Cyrus. But I didn't know who to ask, so I couldn't do it. And uh, for my next fight, I'm walking out to You Suck by Kurt Angles. No. Yes, I am. Start yes, me I am. up. Yeah, I do start me up. Or the Robbie Lawler, hold on, I'm coming. <laughs> but, like, get really into it. <laughs> I have a great walkout song. I'm coming. I have a great walkout song, but nobody knows what it is. Probably I mean. By, like, Oats and something. <laughs> you like fucking five? <laughs> oh my god. Who would ever give you a beer, you fucking. Oh, someone gave me a beer that night. Someone gave me a lot of them. No, my walkout music is uh, is uh, Rudy Can't Fail by The Clash. You went over two for a reason, man. Yeah, I don't know. What you're <laughs> oh, Holy fuck you guys. Shit, you know, no. What's fu- <laughs> what's what's funny is uh, I didn't I didn't get to walk out to that was my walkout song uh, song for my pro grappling matches, which I was one and one in. Uh, I didn't get to choose my walkout music for either of my Muay Thai songs, uh, Muay Thai matches rather, because um, they had like incredibly shitty DJs, and like every song I asked them if you had this, it's like no, I don't have this. It's like Jeez, I'd Christ. ask him. Like like big hits from the nineties. He's like, yeah, I don't have that. Sorry, bro. So I, I, I blame to... I blame the bad walkout music for my losses. Also, Fair. that not being as good as my opponents. Those two things. Fair so also part of Ben's fight was uh, the guy in front of us. So we're we're warming up, and all of a sudden I just hear some dudes oh scream. God. You don't know me, son. Over and over. <laughs> more aggressive. It was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Which, we start laughing our asses off. We can't breathe. Me, which, you, me, Matt, and Terry. We're all losing it. Which, if you know me, I am very much into making fun of these things. 
<laughs> so I keep going back. You strike me as a shit starter, Joya. You strike me as a person who it would be kind of dangerous to go to a rough bar with. Yes. You're going to oh, get 100%. fucking jumped by some rednecks. There's a story about me almost cold clocking a how'd you make it? How'd you make it through Wisconsin? Oh, you got in a lot of fights. Dude, I got in a lot of fights my first year. Well, there you go. But I'm also pretty clever enough where I can at least like calm the situation down. But uh, no, I was walking around the back about 25 minutes trying to find this dude screaming <laughs> as Ben's trying to warm up. He's like, oh, this is more important right now. <laughs> it was fucking amazing. Uh, the walkout was fun. I was like, I was laughing my ass off that I was walking out to fucking saliva of all songs. It's like the WrestleMania 23 song. <laughs> Just like I'm getting ready to drive a car through a glass window, <laughs> looking for like the Divas. <laughs> But yeah, so, so we, oh yeah, we also completely <laughs> forgot. Stop laughing, I'm telling a story. I, I, we completely forget we're supposed to like grease Ben down. <laughs> ben puts about six layers of clothes on before he gets to the ring. So I'm standing there. Harry has ice looking in the other direction as Ben is just like taking off. Like, here's my sweatshirt. Here's my sweater. Here's my t shirt. As I'm like, Carrying his shoes, my <laughs> shoes, the stool, just, just throwing clothes on top of me. They're like putting everything on him. I'm just like, all right, have fun. They put him in the cage. I can't even see the action because they have me in front of the door where they have like the tape in front of everything. <laughs> so as soon as it goes to the ground, I have to stand up and start giving them instructions. God it's help fucking us all terrifying. In this I should not be the jiu-jitsu coach. <laughs> I coach white belts at tournaments, not MMA fights. But I'm arguing with the athletic commission guy because he's like, you can't stand up as they put me in front of the block. And then I'm just looking at Ben being like, all right, here we go. So, Ben, now tell us about what it was like. So, so my, there's my tirade. <laughs> That's fucking amazing. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> I can't. Okay. So they close the door. They're like they're, they're like doing the final things. They're like asking the judges if they're ready. And then I'm just looking at Nick. Um, Nick's my opponent. And I just like first of all, this was like where I actually like had a moment of like maybe I'll be okay. Is when he nodded to me like out of respect, which I appreciated very much because <laughs> like I really thought he wanted to hurt me bad from our favorite juicy boy. I mean, yeah, he was actually super nice, Allegedly. To me, which I really no, appreciated. He, he was dope. I, I actually don't touch gloves. So I offered oh. to touch gloves, and he didn't want to. So he like politely knocked my hand away. Yeah, uh, like he like both touched it, but like it wasn't like a touch. It was more like, yep. a, "Dude, no, we're not doing yep. this." Yeah. Funny story. There was a dude at the event who tried to punch off a glove touch. Got That's taken why I don't his, touch gloves. And got his arm snapped. I was like, the, well, not, not that guy. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta kill that spider. One second. So uh, while while Ben is busy doing that, um, you know, I know a lot of our listeners are uh, are probably fans who have mostly interacted with MMA through the UFC. You know, maybe maybe Bellator, Risen, One, if they're really old, Strike Force, uh, realistic, they'll do whatever. Watch right. Strike Force, Affliction, but I'm telling Gamma. you, you should go to local MMA shows so you can understand the absolute psychotic train wreck of just masculinity stupidity drunkenness and pure joy that is uh that is a local mma show like there is nothing like going to a local fight where there's 
30 people in a bar all drunk as fuck around like a 10 foot diameter cage just screaming it to like you know a welder fighting a financial analyst on a friday night like it is the shit you should all do it it is great it's, it was so fun when i was it's so fucking hammered fun. out of my mind it's so it, it, whether you're a spectator a corner man or a fighter it's so fun it's this so guy, this also was like really well done. Like we had a lot yeah, of I was people surprised there. by the production, ex, the production uh, uh, quality, and also That's the nice. amount of people there. It was like a couple hundred people there at least. Oh, nice. Yeah. Where, yeah. where was it at? Yeah, we didn't talk about that. Stereo, a stereo Garden in Patchogue, Long Island. Is that a is that like a club or like it's a like event a, center? How did you describe? It? It's more like an event area thing. It's definitely it's meant so for like. A small yeah. events area. That's it's awesome. a bar that's probably for like live band or live cover music. Yeah, yeah, like a, like a bigger like a bigger club, bigger bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Was no, the, uh, it was, was the cage in the middle or was it up on a stage? All the way towards the end. Yeah. Okay. So they had like a walk, like the bar area, and then they had like a little place where they went down. So it'd probably be like a dance area. They had the stage yep. there, like commentary and all that. Like you walked out through the bar. They had like a quarter knot from the people. But it was, they had like a, a screen in the back that was like with stuff like lights, like smoke coming out. Cool. It's pretty, pretty, uh, it was funny because mine froze. So speaking, <laughs> like, I'll show, I'll, I'll, if you go to my Twitter, that's the picture that it froze on for like a good five seconds. It's just the whole lower half of my face just expanded and covered my eyes <laughs> up to my yeah. eyebrows. It was great. Um, so when they're like asking, and that's where I like nodded, but like at that moment, I was just like panicking. I was genuinely panicking. Oh, I know. Um, <clears throat> And I still had a little bit of cheeky dumbass in me because when they said I was 5'11", you see me just like cock my head like, I don't, I'm not 5'11", bro. How tall are you? I'm 5'10". Oh, I was yeah. like, I was like, mm, all right, I mean, I'll take the extra inch, but cool. I'm going to um, go with this 5'9". That's what she said. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, this, he said I'm from Crooklyn, New York, which <laughs> I was like, I'm not sure if he knows I'm Jewish because that makes it a little anti-Semitic, but I'll let it go. Um, and then the bell rang. And no, he called you Turkey Boy. No, he didn't. I listened to it oh. afterwards. It wasn't. He, he did say Jerky Boy. Um, and so we go to the, the bell, start, bell rings. And my, my game plan was like, I knew he was going to come directly at me, but slightly to his left. Tell, tell us a little bit about your opponent. Was he a Southpaw Orthodox? Like, what's his background? Sure. How much did you know about him? We have He's the fight. A- Should we tune it up as we're talking about it? I have the fight if you want, but I want to listen to their commentary. I, mean, I want I want Tommy to hear their commentary. That's the truth. Also, I, I thought we were going to commentate it round by round. We we can, but I want Tommy to hear the commentary. Uh, we got we got time, man. We 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 have a bespoke audience. Like they'll yeah. stick around. Yeah. yeah. So it was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So basically, yeah. he was absolute. It was absolutely insane. So he's a he's a. Uh, he fought at 170 twice. His first fight was in 2019. He lost to somebody who's actually like 4-0 as an amateur and is like 22 or 23 years old. And the only reason he hasn't like fully committed to fighting is because he's still wrestling in D1. <laughs> so he's like yeah. that good. Yeah, that's who this guy lost to. But this guy wrestled for Graceland University, which is, I guess, some private college or something like that. But he's on the wrestling team. Um, big, strong... Um, doesn't I mean there's not much video of striking because he just didn't strike that much in his previous fight that I saw, and I mean I we knew that he wanted to hit that left hook a lot. He loves that shot left hook in particular, so he wants you to like he draws you out with uh, with that and tries to catch you with it constantly, and he'll also use it to kind of pressure you to the cage because he wants to grab a clinch and and take you down because he's a wrestler, um, and I think he's a blue belt in jujitsu as well, if I'm not mistaken. 
Yeah, belts for for our listeners who don't know this, uh, belts don't matter much in in uh, MMA. There are plenty of blue belts or purple belts who have submitted black belts in MMA. Um, once you uh, once you start talking about people with wrestling experience, with experience in other grappling arts, with just years of MMA training, um, you just can't rely on belts as the yeah. uh, as the predictor of who's going to be better in the grappling exchanges. First of all, welcome Dan. Yeah, Dan Tom. Let me do the, let me do the intro. Let me do the yeah, intro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let that do the intro. Dan should probably be sleeping. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up because <laughs> he's been working his ass off night after night. All right. So, so put on some now, fucking pants. Yeah, Ben is walking around pantsless in a deep V for all those listening. I could describe it more on the next episode. Uh, you put it in the comments. <laughs> You don't have like that. Excuse me. You don't have to hear a description. Just go see my weigh-in pictures and zoom in. It's gonna be like the Polish MMA face-off, where like those two guys were just going at it, and they're under. I didn't see that. I didn't see that. that... Yeah, it's, it's uh, it, like they're they're wearing like BVDs too. It's a real throwback to like when me and Tommy were kids, uh, and uh, so you really leave nothing to the imagination, and they're, they're just going. They're just going. Uh, they're they're meat docking, as they as the kids say. So joining us now it's a fencing is, match, uh, is what I'm saying. It's an old fashioned sword fight. Yeah. Yeah. So joining us now is our uh, new hog analysis for Sayos again. <laughs> Dan, Tom, how are you, Dan? Uh, I'm pretty good. Tommy nailed it. I, I probably shouldn't be sleeping. I was I was an adult this morning. I got up early at like four. Um, but I, I couldn't nap, Damn. so I'm not quite an old man, so I don't know where I'm at right now. But I'm happy I'm here. I, I made it. I, I almost forgot. Well, you, you came in at a good time because uh, we're pretty close to watch a uh, starting the, the uh, tape of Ben's fight. I'm actually okay, gonna... all right. Yeah, we've mostly been talking about the training and the lead-up, so. Perfect. I got it uh, queued up here in my uh, YouTube window. Yeah, so uh, no no rush, but whenever I'll be uh, ready. I do want to. I, I would love to for you to hear the guys' commentary, just because I actually would like you guys to comment on the commentary too. Can we can we share it on video, or is it going to be too laggy? It's probably going to be too laggy. This is also. I thought we were doing a podcast of this instead of an actual. I think we, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I'd be just for coordination, just for coordination purposes. If it yeah. was shared, we could all watch together. Uh, right. if, I mean, if it's going to lag too bad, I think it, I think it'll lag. We can just time it. I guess together, or are we just not that coordinated? No, I think we could. We could, yeah. But if we want to pause it, what I would say is we could also would if one person listens with volume on, that, <laughs> if we share the screen, share their screen. I don't know. Fuck it. Yeah. Why don't we do that? Then we can just talk over it, and who cares? Why don't you do that, Joya? What am I doing? Like we could all watch. We could all watch on our own screens. But if one person shares the screen, it'll share the audio too. Yeah, can someone throw the link up in the chat? Yeah, I'll do yeah, I, yeah. It's already sent there. It's on YouTube. Oh, it's already there. Okay, you already did. Where, where at? You sent it already? I don't think you did. Yeah, I got I, it. Hold on. I don't see I'm it. Putting... I don't see it in Skype chat. I just did it in, in, in Twitter Skype. or Skype. I put it in Skype. I put it in Skype. Oh, okay, cool. I, I put it in the Skype. Ryan Wagner boxer page. This is how organized <laughs> we are, people. You're an animal, Ben. You're welcome. Damn. Yeah, Ben, you look Ben, you look sexy as fuck. Uh, getting ready for this fight. I did. You got you got pretty ripped, man. Dan, as a resident hog analysis uh, analyst, <laughs> you want to describe what Ben's wearing? Um, 
Ben in the fighter or in the video, his underwear shot that he just gave us. Um, He looks like he's doing a Calvin Klein commercial with, uh, you know, the elicited perverts like myself, but look better like Ben. Uh, But in the fight, uh, Ben equally looks in good shape, I must say. You didn't just go off the the rail like some of us uh, may or may not be talking about myself here. Uh, do after their competition. So good on you, man. I'm fat. I'm real fat. So you know. Who's who's sharing their screen? I am. Uh, Are you, you seeing it? Yeah, well, you have to turn off the volume. What volume? If you're screen sharing, it's your volume has to be loud so that we can hear the, right. the sound no. of it. This is so what? professional. Your volume is non-existent. I'm actually I, not seeing much lag. I can see your screen fine. Like it's, it's yeah, running, it's actually it's, it's actually yo. Can you turn on the volume of your computer? That's that uh, here. Your computer volume might be off. Uh, it better. It might, it might just be a Skype thing. It might be muting as volume. I thought Skype shares audio because I know that. Um, well then, fuck. All right. Well, everyone just play it on their own and just fucking watch. Somebody wants to pause it. Just tell Isn't them. That better. Here. Can you hear it? Hey. Wait. I, a- I Asian oh. ring announcer. You have. Do you want me to pause it when your face goes dumb? Dude. You you have head yes you have headphones in, in in right Matt nothing's plugged in right now uh, pause it <laughs> <laughs> it's the funniest fucking thing in, in the fucking world I just love that thing right, where are we up to I'm gonna skip ahead to it where are we one forty three one forty three we all are we all together wait I want go back go back to the beginning I want you guys to hear the actual like intro and everything but I I can't hear it. Play it on your screen. Play it on your screen. We'll just watch it separately. All right, sure. Or you could play the the volume, uh, whatever. You could play that and watch the screen. I don't really care which one. Matt, stop playing it. <laughs> Jesus. What? The volume? <laughs> no. The, no, it's, it's fine if he plays it, honestly, because, like, I'm I'm right on time with him. Oh, uh, cool. No, I, I went back to the beginning. I know. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm on time with Matt now, more or less. Uh-huh. Okay, so here's I'm- something funny. They're uh-huh. introducing Nick, and they are talking about his last fight, which was at Flex Fight Series, and he won. So, but for whatever reason, they fucked up the graphic, and it says 0 and 1, even though he's 1 and 1, and 1 for their organization three months prior. And they're, then they're like, oh, he's 0 and 1. And I'm like, you guys were literally just talking about his last fight. How did you forget that already? <laughs> it was so fucking weird. He looks the part, I must say, Ben. I, the, the, you know, this yeah. guy, if you were going to central casting, like... He's, he's spot on. Question, oh, yeah. did the bad boy shorts he's or got, the tattoos get you more worried? Does it jump? Yeah. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. What did you say, Matt? Yeah. Was it the tattoos or the bad boy shorts that had you more worried? <laughs> it was the fact that he was thicker than me by a wide margin. Thick. I mean, I got to say, I, I, I kind of admire the bad boy shorts. Like, that's pretty throwback. Like, you don't see a lot of guys with the uh, eyes on the ass shorts these days. Did the thickness change what kind of submissions you want to go for? I don't even know what kind of submissions you favor, Ben. But well, we couldn't uh, go for legs. Body. What'd you say, Matt? Well, we couldn't go for legs. We got told. I, sure. I wasn't allowed to. Yeah. Wait, sure. what? How so? Uh, I don't know. You, you, just like, couldn't, you couldn't do leg attacks? Yeah. yeah, heel hooks were not allowed. Oh, man. That sucks. Or knee bars. Really? Wow. It, they at least let us do straight knee bars, but I still avoided them even when playing turtle. I didn't even roll for any just because oh, look at I, I've been called for, I always get called for reaping. <laughs> Anyways. 
Handsome. I was talking about you. I was talking about Nick, but... <laughs> I knew you were. I love how they made my traps enormous in this fucking photo. I don't know how, but they did. Dude, that, yeah, uh, that doesn't look like you at all. The it traps. doesn't. Like, I, I can make them look, like, bigger, but, like... That, Performance enhancing Photoshop. It's okay. Yeah, that's right. They gave me bigger traps than him. <laughs> ah, 5.11, and there it is, 161.6. Just wait. You know, there's a, a famous gay bar out here. I don't know how famous it was. This is the only one that I knew of, I guess, called Flex. So that was kind of appropriate. You're fighting for Flex Fight Series, Ben. I, uh, there we go. Expert hog analysis right there. That's right, baby. <laughs> Anywhere else. Well, it, Barry it, from Bloody Elbow. With I the way that I joke, closed man, the cage I was, door. I was just giggling when I, when I first saw that you were fighting for Flex. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I love sucks. it. Grease him up extra before he goes in. Grease him all up. We, we forgot to grease him. <laughs> this guy's a deep ass voice. This yeah. guy's a pretty fucking good ring announcer for a local yeah. show. I'm not gonna lie. Yo, look at those traps. Christ. <laughs> He's so big. Wow. <laughs> this is where yeah. I was actually like really freaking out. He's putting you over <laughs> here, man. This is this is good. <laughs> I was, I was <laughs> like, fuck. Oh, this part's funny. This is awesome. Oh, just look at my reaction to me going for 511. What what is MMA? Is that Ben Cohn MMA? No, Brooklyn. Brooklyn MMA. Oh, okay. Well, how tall are you, Ben? Five ten. I told them that. Oh, too. nice. Good on you, man. I love that you did promote your jerky uh, in your but, nickname in your fight. But I name. fucking forgot to shout out my business in the post fight. <laughs> I was so dumb. At the risk of anti-Semitism, uh, Ben, that is that is very Jewish. I like, know. No, my ring game. It's going to be my business. It's free promotion. <laughs> so if you notice, I go southpaw immediately and try a sidekick. Things I should not have done because I was way too nervous. It didn't hurt you, any. Nah, you didn't touch me. But it, it landed it, uh, the sidekick. You're in better position here. That's a good knee. Ben's knees were on point this fight. Oh, oh, yeah, I'm actually pretty oh. good with knees. He was, I, I held the cage. <laughs> I got warned. Yeah, no, he's blocking here. I mean, look, he's clearly not stronger than you at this point. I mean, oh, nice try. And here's where I was so nervous that I he pulls guard. Like, yeah, no, you just did the jujitsu thing. But the thing is, like, you're not, uh, it's not like you're getting beat up. This is actually where I felt his strength the most, by the way, when he's squeezing my head like that. Well, sure. He's a that wrestler. That was actually I mean, really, really top. bad. That wasn't he great. Also, Armin, look at that wide fucking back. Jesus. Yeah. Was there any kind of relief here, Ben, though? Because you, you engaged pretty quick, got to a clinch. You're in a grappling scenario. I know you're not on top. Was there at least some comfort going, oh, this, hey, uh, we're, we're flowing here. Yeah, I was like... Uh, Right here, to? I was kind of like trying to calm myself, and I was once right. I started to like realize. Yeah, I was you're able fine. To get to I mean, you got the double underhooks. Yeah. You're back to a good guard. Like yep. back to there, you go full butterfly. But then he got up. Yeah. I like the re wrestling. Oh, another guard pull like a coward. This did not <laughs> land, by the up. way. I just slipped because it's way too slippery on these fucking canvas or whatever it is. Sure. On the yeah, especially on the all the other advertisements. It's literally vinyl. It was so bad. 
Yeah. Always the worst. Always Vital the worst sucks. match possible. That Vital level. sucks. Yeah. It's like a. That was good, though. You used the guillotine to get back up, get in top yeah. position. Yeah. I was very proud yeah. of this. I'm very proud that, of this. I was actually. Excellent. So when I first watched it, I was very oh, impressed nice. with that little, uh, that, that little turnover. It's like, no, Ben's as strong as this guy. Like, you kind of just beasted him over. Yeah. Kind of with two torn shoulders. <laughs> I only had one and a half torn shoulders in the fight. Oh, nice. This is actually really stronger than what he does here. Um, you were talking about how the ref kept telling you to move? Yeah, they were, he was yelling at me to move. <laughs> oh, jeez. I don't know why he was doing he that. He lifted me with, like, off his knees over here. And then I just was able to pull this. Man, three-minute rounds are so much shorter than uh, Yep. five-minute rounds. Like I it. Heard, oh, I just I heard like the announce. Uh, you almost Jack Hermanson choked him. Well, that's my favorite choke. Oh, is it? I didn't know yeah. that. Oh, it is. <laughs> so he actually defended it better than most people. He actually turned uh, oh, armor! into me. Armor! I figured I'd throw a couple punches at the end there, but I clearly won that round. Even though now, you, you, how did that round it. end up getting stored? Dude, you have to listen to this. I, I got the, I got the round. But listen, listen to the announcer talk about how to score the round. It's incredible. Do I keep playing, or do you guys want? To you can keep playing. I just want them to hear the commentary. Huh. Well, you had side control. Nine nine rounds. Yeah, for those who couldn't hear, this guy's trying to say it's a nine nine round because Jesus. I don't know. Uh. Also, Ben here is asking me if he if he won the round uh and is nervous as shit. As he should be. Yeah. So I was like nervous, but I felt okay. So I wasn't I didn't feel too tired at all, actually. Um I felt much more relaxed than I did the first round. So I'm actually gonna come out and do things that I wanted to do, like the front kick. Yeah. to prevent forward pressure. And then I threw that head kick into the... I did the bog off. So I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm so proud of myself for the way I composed myself in the beginning of this round compared to every other part of the fight. Awesome. The only person who goes the cage yeah. for Ben. Yeah. <laughs> in both shoes. Dude, they were literally were wiping sweat off the cage. Over no, there. it was bad. I was it was so bad. And you fall. Oh, yeah. That's nice. See that? You see those slips? Oh, but he slipped too. He slipped yeah. too. This looks like Dolby. We're literally look, Yeah. It's a slip yeah. and slide. Way to swim your arms out of instinct, though. Thank you. Like, super basic thing that is still not done, but it, even at the top level in scrambles and wrestling. Yeah, Ben controlled the, the, the underhooks. Like, the guy didn't frame at all. It was just yep. like, yeah. let me just push off. Yeah, that's a good pass. Very good. Very nice. This was my favorite part of the fight. Yeah. This Knees to the body. Look at that. Yeah, we're at 210 of the uh, second round for anybody uh, any watching. Anybody following yep. along. There's that. That knee hurt him, by the way. You can see the way he reacted. Yeah. That knee actually hurt him. You know, it's funny. Him, you, don't, like, you don't see those used as a serious strike very often these days. 
But whenever I see anybody knee hard from side control, all I can think of is George St. Pierre. Yeah, that's what I Yes, think. man. So, yeah, that was over a decade ago, and you're right. We don't see it as much as we should. Yeah, you don't. But, I mean, you can, like, break a guy's ribs without too much trouble if you're laying in hard knees from side control and he's not yep. moving. Um, yep. Turtle position. So he cheated to get right. out of this choke. He, yeah. Uh, Dug right fingers. into the fingers of the glove. Yeah, he did yeah. it. Like the ref did not give a fuck. The ref did not give a fuck. You're trying. Well, what's yeah? This welcome to MMA. Yep. So here I was like kind of like frustrated. Sure. And my arms were starting to get my arms were starting to get really stiff. They were starting to gas, but my cardio itself was fine. I wasn't that tired. My arms just were just must, really really muscle. heavy. Yeah. Yep. Um, because 90 to 95% of my camp was spent striking, and I did very little grappling. Yeah, they keep saying you can get busy inside full guard. You can't strike on the ground, so uh, with punches. You can't strike to the head, yeah. I was no, like, I they were like weird. Wait, what? Yeah. yeah, there's no head strikes on the ground. Huh. He's really impressed my butterfly guard, though. Weird rule sets. Yeah. Close guard, like a coward. <laughs> well, only because he didn't pendulum sweep him when he put his right leg up. Yeah. That was Ben's game when he was a white flash blue belt. Yep. Yeah. True. I've watched his matches. I mean, you, you know, that's that works much better, even at higher levels, than people probably give him credit for. Oh, yeah. Just go watch Shanji Hibero for, like, the last 10 years. Like... Dude, his, basic shit from close guard. His run at ADCC where he just arm bars three people from close guard is Yeah, he's like, yeah, you know, I'm I'm competing against Rustam Shemeyev. Like, who gives a fuck? I'm just gonna arm bar him close guard. Whatever. <laughs> this guy's name got... is Nick St sorry, this guy's name is Nick Stasio. Like, is it minus five fifty? He's from Jersey or where's he from? He's, he's from, from Philly. Uh, Philly or something like that. Philly? Oh, okay. I was gonna guess Jersey. Yeah. He's, I bet, he's very, I bet Ed knows yeah. him. Uh, yo, so, so he's a wrestler from Philly. My arms, my arms were so fucking tight, and I was begging Matt to just like rub them to try and loosen them. He's God, saying, Dutch rudder you, Dutch rudder him, Matt. I mean, this no is Terry, by the way, to... telling me that I should uh, not trust the judge's decision. Oh, that would get me annoyed. Yeah, I was in I, no. I still don't know who Terry is. He's our striking. Terry coach. is the striking coach. Uh, he's the MMA coach at Brooklyn MMA. Oh, and okay. um, so he was uh, co coaching me on the striking, and Matt was coaching me on the jujitsu. Okay. Well, t he he did he did tell me by the way to go back to the front kicks in the corner. Yeah. So like he actually did like know my he knows my game, so he was no, like, yeah. you go to the front kicks?" And he was actually like advising me of what to do from actually watching me in the gym. So that was one really helpful, and two, it shows he actually pays attention. So I really sure, appreciate nice. that. Yeah, it's good. It was just you could you no, I wasn't time. being you know, critical. I just didn't know. Who no, he was. no, I I I know. I'm just I'm 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 explaining for people who don't really understand. Yeah. Fuck, I was so close on some of these two. You were, no, you were. I was thinking about wrestlers though, man. Like wrestlers are so hard to elevate and sweep. Gabe so hard. In there. That's yeah, why it's a real it's a real shame that leg locks weren't legal. Um, yeah. Not so much because you wouldn't necessarily heel hooked him, but because it would have gotten you into a scrambling situation <clears> that would have been outside of kind of a 
a wrestling meta where you would have had a better chance of ending up on top. Yeah, I, I really was like very annoyed because I'm like, I'm not going to bother. You know, I didn't want to risk going a single X or something like that and then just be like, oh, I can't even attack anything other than the sweep, right. you know? Right. So like, I'm sure it's second nature, but I like your diligence on the butterflies and underhooks in general. That's what's keeping the weight. What yeah. it looks like from, from 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 smashing you, even when he's getting dominant positions, it looks like you're still maintaining control. Yeah, yep. Tommy, on those butterflies, yeah. if you couldn't elevate, would you like try to just kick out their knee before? And just push so, yeah, so if you can't elevate, I think what you generally want to do in an MMA context is you want to start trying to play into a guillotine slash front headlock and seeing if you can pull your legs out um, and get back into a, a front headlock situation. And, and you can attack from there, try to go to the back or go back to your feet. But the thing is that the guy's super low to where he's preventing the elevation. You can you probably have a window to scoot away and uh, and get into a strong front headlock situation. Now that obviously changes if you're right on the cage, but if you're in the middle, um, in the middle of the mat, then you should be able to uh, to do that. If you want a really good uh, short example of how to use um, how to use butterfly guard in MMA, uh, go watch uh, the Kane Velasquez Brock Lesnar fight. Yeah. Um, because Kane actually uses butterfly guard a couple of times really effectively after Brock takes him down to immediately get back to his feet. And I think that's a really good use case for uh, for the Garden of Bay. I was yeah. like Robbie Lawler. Did Robbie Lawler? Who did Robbie Lawler fight? Yeah, when he was yeah. Robbie, Robbie Robbie actually has a, has a good butterfly too. Rory so used butterfly. Rory, Rory used the butterfly to get out of Maya's guard. Uh, to get Maya off him, I think. Yep. I actually, uh, it's it's. I'm a little ashamed. I can't remember my uh, specific subjects, but I wrote an article for the fight set uh, a long time ago. Um, about the use of the guard of May that included a couple of good examples of how to use butterfly to get back to your feet and or sweep. So you know you can go check that one out. I know Barbosa was a it was a staple of his game. Not that he was like spectacular at it. Yeah. Um, but uh, I know he went to it a lot. Great, great job, Ben. I really, I really loved it, man. Loved loved your instincts on the re wrestling underhooks, butterflies. Uh, almost like you're going to do the Maya half card system. Maybe that was just wishful thinking on my end. But man, no, you, I want you're a badass, to. man. Very, very. Yeah. Really, really love, really love where your head was at. It's an Thank interesting you. fight too, because in many ways it was kind of a bad matchup for you in the sense that you know as a jiu-jitsu guy without a ton of striking acumen, um, you know you're going in against a uh, a wrestler who's um, had some of my experience prior, um, but you were able to yeah. really use you you were make you were able to make the grappling exchanges more jujitsu than wrestling, yeah. and uh, you were able to come out on top in that area and that was most of the fight so you deservedly won yeah i appreciate that a lot from both of you guys um it was um one i did want to do the maya thing because i i actually do that in, ju in nice. grappling a lot yeah um, yeah <clears throat> and that's why i do it because of maya so yeah um, same same yeah i love well, that you know shit. give me and maya bless yep yeah that's good to know because when i was watching I was, I was really feeling some of the moves and where your head was at so to no, that's where it was going. That's 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 awesome. I, I was kind of thinking like I a lot of what I was doing, like whenever I did grapple in 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 training was like Maya esque, where I would just creep up to the back and try and just control and just re uh mat returns and get the back and try to sink the hooks in, try to sink in that rear naked. That's a lot of what my game was when we when I was grappling. It's nice. nice. 
Well, it's it's a good blueprint, man. You know, I think Demi and Maya is one of these guys that, uh, you know, 50 years from now, when we're all old men talking about MMA, um, we'll be able to point at fighters along the way and, and be able to say, like, yeah, you know, this guy picked up the game from Demi and Maya. Like, Demi and Maya was the innovator of kind of how to use that offensive bottom game, jiu-jitsu-oriented bottom game, to win. Mm-hmm. Um, because to me, he's the first guy who ever really systematized uh, you know, cut, shooting into a guard pole, but then coming up in a, in a strong half guard and and kind of the strong tripoding pressure into the pass, forcing guys over to where they give up their back. Like, I mean, he really, to me, is kind of the best example of of how to make a fairly pure jiu-jitsu game um, really function well in, in MMA. You know, obviously a lot of wrestling there, too, because you can't do without the wrestling, but... Uh, using the wrestling to facilitate jiu-jitsu rather than using the wrestling just for its own sake. Damien. Absolutely. Yeah. He, no, go ahead, Dan. I was going to say, it feels like that's like a, a lot of his, uh, that that, uh, that wrestling part of it, the single, the half up to the sweep, or however you want to frame it. I feel like that's really applicable for all body styles too. Like you could be absolutely. a stouter guy yeah, or like absolutely. we see that guy, Phil, <laughs> Phil Rowe, that welterweight, that long welterweight. Uh, Phil Rowe, uh, who's fighting right now yeah. in the UFC, lower level guy, but if you notice, he goes to it every time, and yeah. you see how dangerous it is when a, with a long guy who doesn't even have that great of wrestling, but when he can start reaching in and and trapping that inside ankle then, or or t- tapping yeah. the knee, reaching around the back for the deep the deep uh, waist, uh, it's it's insane. Yeah, it's it's a really strong sequence because it is um, it's one of those positions that kind of uh, proves the idea of like you don't have to be super athletic to be good at jujitsu. Because there's not a lot of dynamic movement involved. It's mostly about timing and sensitivity. And if you're just really good at it, like you can end up on top against guys who are better wrestlers than you, who are more athletic than you, um, because you're better at that particular sequence. Right. That, that's what I rely on for sure. For sure. Shit. <laughs> yeah. I'm not bigger or better athlete, and I'm only getting older. So old man jujitsu. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. It's, it's good for old man jujitsu, let me tell you. Yeah, yeah, I'm starting to need that old man jiu-jitsu style. I think sooner than later at this point. Fucking a man. It's like a kid. Five you more gotta years. protect yourself. It's like a kid. You gotta protect yourself. You gotta give them something to play with, right? Even if it is your neck, but you know that you know you're gonna get. You know they're gonna tire themselves out. So there's a goal in mind. You know, you still end up on top. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but um, yeah. What a, what what um what a hell of an experience. Definitely yeah, so you're, so you're going to do it again, huh? Yep. I want to do better than I did this time. Yeah. And um, I think that I could. Nice. Um, I know some of the pitfalls to avoid if I what, can. Uh, what, what direction are you looking to improve in terms of doing better? Are you looking to strike more? Are you looking to wrestle more effectively and implement your grappling game more being on top? Like, what's, what's kind of your thought for your own development? Well, uh, for my development, I want to be able to get in that cage and maybe not feel as scared to strike and i think that a part of that was combination of it being one my first fight obviously and two like the guy just really was a huge dude and it did intimidate me a little bit and i think that if i can get to 55 i I can't imagine i'm gonna get another fucking guy like that like at least like maybe someone a little bit smaller um so that i can feel better about it because i watched some of the other people compete with lightweight on the fight card um i took a look at their fights and they would not have been able to stop me from from getting a hold of them and taking them down. They're just one. Their takedown defense wasn't good enough. Or two, 
they just weren't skilled enough. And there was only a couple of people that I would be like say like I do not want to fight them ever. Um, the guy that we bumped that helped us in the back mat, um, Cali Jitsu. That is awesome, by the way. The one who got sucker punched is who we're talking about. <clears throat> uh, so he just shredded that dude. But the, I would also shred the guy he fought um, from top control. Um, yeah, I actually thought your matchup was fairly uh, fairly stiff for a uh, first MMA fight. They wanted to lose, so yeah, yeah. He yeah. no. was yeah. set up. It was the, between the, the 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 cage situation and like the, the no shin guards. It just kind of reeked of, you know. I, I mean, Terry was even saying they're gonna, they might, you might lose on the the scorecard. So yeah, wow. Oh wow, so you being set up to lose. You think? Yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. See, the, hey man, props to you because uh, I was set up to lose and I lost. And I was scared of striking, and I didn't do as good at striking even as you did. Um, I remember it was crazy. Like I don't, I don't want to make ex- ex- excuses, but part of the reason why I know I was set up to loss is because the my trainer notably used to coach and train out of my out of uh, uh, my opponent's gym, who was Marvin Eastman's son, mm-hmm. uh, and he used to coach Marvin Eastman as well. So there was all these obvious conflicts of interest, and sure enough, my coach didn't show up. Um, and, um, wow. and granted, and granted, uh, because he was, a, a noted boxing guy too. Um, he was also the person to, uh, wrap my hands. So I didn't sign on for the cut man to wrap my hands. But since I was the curtain jerker, they threw me in like last minute, Adrian Rosenbush, who used to work for the UFC did it. Um, and, uh, but I don't even think that was an excuse. Cause like, dude, I don't, you know, what are the, the fear shock, whatever you want to call it, Ben, to your point, like. It's like I was all of a sudden I was back on the regional or national taekwondo tournament scene and I, I could only kick, uh, even though if you saw my sparring sessions and my style, especially with my hip flexors being gone uh, now that I can't do splits or any high kicks like that anymore. Um, it's uh, literally 95% boxing, you know, like I'll throw some low kicks and some liver kicks, but really it's it's mainly boxing. And I was just out there throwing kicks, stupid shit until I was just shooting, getting stuff because the dude used to wrestle as well. And um, was just stuffing my turtle game, which was nowhere near what it was. I didn't have the half-card sweep game um, that we were just talking about. And uh, I just just lost a really boring decision that was really stuffed up. That To Tommy's point, maybe what was your match was designed to be, right? Like on paper, you could argue that was kind of a tough matchup for what you wanted to do. So I say all that to not just make you feel better, but to legitimately make you feel better about what you did out there, man. Really appreciate it. I really, really do. Um, yeah. I don't think there's a lot I can improve on, though. So, I, I well, to. sure. I mean, there there always is, but um, you know, look, the fight games, uh, it's a it's a cruel game, it's an unforgiving game, it's a fairly dirty game, and you know, the fact that you were maybe picked to lose to this guy, but uh, you were able to beat him, like that's uh, that that's pretty awesome, and that speaks very that's well. Awesome. Of you. Appreciate it, really. That was really helpful too. Like, I really can't stress that enough. Good like, job, Matt. You look yeah. handsome back there, buddy. Thank yes. you. Especially at the after the after party, I was very helpful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> tell the story. Drink, you got to tell the story. The tell the story. What this story? is a good story. note to end on because I'm tired. I'm so, sick. Ben, which which story? Like I, I was the one where you up. almost fought the cornerman. I almost fight. No, no. So all right, the the amount of fights I guess who has been a little over <laughs> overblown. This no, is so I, small time in May. <laughs> This is freshman year, Matt. Uh, no, so basically what happened was right after the fight, Ben has to leave. So I'm there with like one of our patrons, Tom, who showed up. It was really fun. 
I was like, you know what? Let's go to the bar. Let's see how much I can drink. So I go to the bar and I'm just asking him, like, hey, we just want to fight. Can we get a free drink? He's like, no. I was like, all right, it's fine. <laughs> like, whatever. Not you fuck. Free drinks. Like, oh, fuck. Yeah, I was like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going home. I'm going back to a pull-out couch on Ben's, Ben's hotel room floor where there's a bunch of food. I don't care. Um, but dude, I, I went back. Oh, no, no. Oh, sorry. The best part of the fight. We forget Ben's clothes underneath the ring. <laughs> so we're running back through. Ben's supposed to do an interview and doesn't have a fight site shirt. So he takes my fight site shirt. So I'm walking around the venue shirtless looking for all of Ben's clothes. <laughs> order anything. I eventually, during the fight, just go under, grab his stuff, like, freaking give it to him. Um, and then, yeah, though, then I go start drinking. Stupid and, shirtless fuckers. You've just uh, completed by Ibibet Bingo. <laughs> I was really white trash that day. Uh, that day? That's fair. That, I was also wearing boat shoes. I don't know if you guys knew that. Oh, <laughs> As I always do. Um, but no, I, was I actually like, really like boat shoes, but anyway. Yeah, well, you're also like me. So I loved you like 15, 20 years ago. They're good for deadlifting. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. I should try that. I should try that. But, uh, you know, anyway. so I, I get a drink and the guy's corner man just is like, you guys know you didn't win that. I was like, all right, whatever. But uh, the guy, Nick, was cool as shit. Uh, yeah, I Nick came over to, afterwards. I showed up to uh, Ben's hotel room, just bombed out of my mind, eating all of his food. Yeah, thank God we stocked up, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. I ate, I ate over the course of that weekend, an entire Costco cheesecake. That was myself. Oh, yeah. That was my nice. question. What's your, uh, what was your after, your post-fight diet like? Oh, uh, it's been, uh, it's been, uh, it's been something. Uh, fuck. Yeah, I gained 20 pounds. Nice. nice. You deserve uh, it. So, well, well done, So I weigh around 190 right now. The most horrific nice. part was Ben ripping ass after the fight. Yeah. I was, I was so <laughs> bad for Rissy. I was, like, horrified. It was bad. I'm not going to lie. I'm drunk screaming at everybody. <laughs> Matt tried to fight me in the hotel room. I'm not joking either. Not like a, not in like an angry way. I was like, let's go, let's, let's, let's grapple with the boys with Ben's like tight ass boxer shorts with his like the imprint of his dick hanging out. So, uh, uh, how much, uh, how much more homoerotic is this uh, podcast episode gonna get? Uh, yeah, he tried to do the I'm Marcello tired. butterfly sweep. Did I? Yeah, on me, on on the bed. I was standing. And Rissy is, like, nearby, and she's like, Matt, please stop. What are you fucking doing? <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. I just want to be with the boys, you know? <laughs> the <laughs> boys. Oh, my God. Also, we had the patrons there. We can't forget that. Very yeah, great. Nice. Jamil, nice. Our, I'm a very fun drunk, usually. You're so aggressive. You're aggressively <laughs> aggressive. I'm, aggra I'm an aggressive human being. You really are. Um, but yeah, I guess that it, I guess that's uh, that's the fight. I'm gonna try and do another one, hopefully nice, in like January or something. Well, I, I would right. recommend uh, shooting for a little later than January, just because um, trying to fight shortly after the holidays is always a bad idea. Um, He's Jewish. That's true. But you, you don't have... eat a lot of food at Hanukkah. Eh, I'm not really one of those oh, guys who likes thing? Hanukkah food that much. Like, it's mostly, like, latkes, and there's, like, a couple other stuff. The main thing that's, like, an issue is donuts, and I can I can just not go and buy donuts, and then I won't have donuts in front of me, and I'll be fine. 
All right, then. Yeah. We'll fight whenever. Uh, my anti-Semitism. I, and I also today, want I, to fight. I also need to, like, fight with Sabbath in mind. So oh, I have that's to, a yeah. nightmare. So January time, like, in that time frame, uh, Sabbath ends really early, like at 6.30 or something like that. So if my fight's at, like, 9 o'clock, it's really not a big deal. Could you not get, like, a like a rabbinical dispensation to... Uh, oh, oh, man, is that not they a thing? They don't do that. The, the, oh, there's no special, not. like, group called, like, the Shabbos Swingers at the... Uh... <laughs> They're very dicey <laughs> with those. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. You're being recorded if you step inside the camera frame, Rissy. I just want to let you know. Rissy. It's because he's not wearing pants. He left. She left. She left. What? Get, get her take on me on fight night. <laughs> what was Matt like for the fight and fight night? Drunk Matt, basically. Drunk Matt? Yeah. Tell right. everyone what Matt was like. Um, very aggressive. <laughs> your nose is in the camera. <laughs> um, yeah, he was incredibly aggressive. Yo, yo, I'm gonna beat you up. Ooh, ooh. Like, literally. <laughs> Think of, like, the frattiest frat frat ever. <laughs> this, this is, is you. I, I, I get drunk and I get drunk. Yo, dude, wanna awesome. fight? Wanna fight? <laughs> I do that to my friends all the time. Uh, he actually said that. Like, I felt Wanna fight? I'm like, I'm a girl. I don't wanna fight. <laughs> it was aggressive. Thank you, Rissy. That's the, I went to a regional MMA show. I was going full white trash. I don't care. <laughs> I mean that I was two seconds away from getting a monster tattoo. It'd be how it is. <laughs> that is how it be, maybe? I don't know. Oh my god, it was amazing. Stop. I was two seconds away from you showing Stockton in the room. <laughs> All right. Nick anyway. Diaz Army, two oh nine. Well everyone I... keep an eye out for the beefing with Ben episode two, John Anna. Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah by the way, so I asked like what you guys have coming out, but yeah, just shout it, I guess. By the yeah. way, uh, Ben's jerky is fantastic. I ate all of his original, and uh, it was wonderful. They were all like, it was like little tiny steaks, Thank and you. I loved it. Hey, I, 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 I signed up for the special jerky, but I don't know if uh, that ever. So I have sad news on that front. Oh, I have no. sad. It works, but not consistent enough to feel comfortable selling it. I got That's you. I, I have some, Dan. I haven't tried it yet. I'm I'm willing for it's a still dice roll uh, jerky. It's still sitting. Case, I'll, I'll still, oh, I'll still gladly you... buy a dice roll jerky. <laughs> I mean, wait one second. Hold on. The the but you've been on a detox, no? Me? You? Tom? Yes. Me? I thought you were on a detox. Well, I've been drinking a lot less. Okay, so maybe, maybe I don't know. It depends on how much you. Uh, depends on how much you. If you've been smoking a lot of weed, it's not really going to affect you. Well, no, but, I, I haven't. Is it is it fairly tame? Because no, I it, just I I literally just haven't tried it yet because edibles usually just put me in the ground. Ah. Uh, so uh, I just I just haven't got around to it. Plus, I mean, I live in Colorado, so like, I've got yeah. a fucking safe full of edibles. Uh, yeah. So it, it kind of like like I felt it, but it didn't really hit hard at all. That would actually be perfect for me. I should do that before, like, a hike. So, I don't know how, I mean, I don't know. Again, this is the thing. Like, some people I gave it to said they got high, and some yeah. people I gave it to said they didn't get high at all. Uh, it, and some people said, like, they felt like what I did. So, I'm like, I'm not really sure. Yeah. I'll try it. I'll let you know. Um, but, uh, 
Matt, I can't. I can't. <laughs> Matt had no idea. Uh, we, yeah, I, I, I was I'm like a bad special. person to ask because um, my tolerance for everything for some reason is high. And I don't mean to say that as bragging. It just sucks with everything. I'm the opposite. I'm low. So, I'm low for yeah. everything. Hey, you're better off sending it to Tommy than for the sound of it. Then I don't. I mean, I might not notice. Well, I'll uh, I'll let you know. I'll let you know when I try it what the outcome is. But uh, the original, the original was was fantastic. I'm not gonna lick the bag. I'm a 39 year old man. You gotta lick the bag. You have no chance in hell of being high if you if you don't lick the bag. I'll just just eat something and smoke a bunch of weed. How about that? Fair enough. I'd also like to shout out official Ben's Beef Jerky sponsored athlete Luke Child for uh, yeah. winning the brown belt AGP in Moscow, and then uh, Masters ones Grandoleros at I believe lightweight. Cool. My first coach, well, my second coach, but yes, yeah. awesome. D- Dan, you got anything coming out? Uh, you know Ben Ben has inspired me here, and. Uh, I do want, I'm curious if I ever compete again, if I can get a, a Ben's Meat sponsorship. And um, I actually, I may actually have something that I want to share, but I can't, I can't share publicly. So I'll probably just, uh, uh, I'll give that to you guys the before we sign off here. Yeah. All right, cool. All right. Well, be about the sponsorship. Ben won't even make me a fucking patch. So. Yeah. You told me you'll make me the patch. What are you talking I'm about? I'm waiting for Baldino. <laughs> Baldino. What do you want from me? So my patch guy actually fractured his orbital. <laughs> okay, I, well, I think yeah, it's time for the I think I think it's time for the rap promo. So for everyone listening, still listening, you brave <laughs> souls. We love you. We appreciate you. So this much. has been Ben Cohn, Matt Joya, and special guest Dan Tom, as well as myself, Tommy Elliott. From the fightside.com. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for subscribing. If you are a patron subscriber, and if you're not, you should be. It's cheap and well worth it. Uh, we love you all so much. And, uh, you know, go watch an MMA fight and order some beef jerky from Ben. Peace. Penis. <laughs> <laughs>